0: Yes, you may know that we're doing some renovations of our uh, visitor center right below the shrine, so our masses this week have been shorter uh, because we wish to move on with the work as well. However, today, today in our first reading, is something that's very important for us. Yesterday we saw David was able to overcome Goliath, And we see, with the help of God, not only, you know, that he was someone who was young, not only that he didn't even have good armor, which he could not even wear one, but he was able to defeat Goliath the strong man, the one who was the the greatest warrior for the Philistines, but he did it with the power of faith, with the power of God. He was not afraid because he understood and knew that somehow the Lord, who has helped him so much already, that he'll be there for him, with him. And that's what happened. But we have the aftermath of yesterday's great defeat by David and Goliath and, and the, um, the the, the Saul, King Saul, and, and as well as David and his son John Jonathan as they were able to defeat the Philistines. But we see the aftermath when David and Saul approached on David's return after slaying the Philistine. Women came out from each of the cities of Israel to meet King Saul, singing and dancing and with tambourines, joyful songs, and sistrums. Well, seemed to be normal. You know, they're happy. They were able to defeat their enemy, and they were able to, to sing and, and, and find joy. But there's a little problem here. The women played and sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands, Okay, right away. Saul was very angry (laughs) and resentful of the song. He thought, they give David ten thousands, but only thousands to me. All that remains for him is the kingship. And from that day on, Saul was jealous of David. Here it is, God gave the victory. But for Saul, he sees his personal gain or loss. And and because he sees that even though he himself was given the gift of being a king, he didn't want anybody else but his family to have. And so jealousy enters the heart. He wants to make sure that David is eliminated. David is killed. So what happened? The soul discussed his intention of killing David with his son Jonathan and with all his servants. We see um, Saul kind of trusting his son. He says, you know, he hoping that he will agree with him as to what, what he wants to do because he tells him, look, I want you to be the king. I don't want somebody else to be a king. And so the jealousy, envy, jealousy produces hate. A jealousy produces this type of drive to eliminate, to overcome anyone who one considers to be in competition with, jealousy shows at the very bottom, at the very root, distrust. Distrust in God, distrust in His ways, in grace. That's what's going on. And we see here Jonathan, who should be also worried. He's not. He's a man of faith. He's He, he is very close to David. The two of them were able to do many things together. So friendship as well as God's will is more important to Jonathan than anything else. So this is why he tells his father, my father, he says, but Saul's son, Jonathan, who was very fond of David, told him, my father, Saul is trying to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard tomorrow morning. Get out of sight and remain in hiding. So Jonathan wants to protect David from his father. Even though, as we know that how many times when Saul was was depressed, was down. He would ask David to play the harp and sing songs to help him kind of restore his his inner 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 you know harmony. But here, uh, he doesn't see any good that David is able to do for the kingdom for the people. He only sees him as a threat, and so he has to be eliminated. As he shares with his son, and it's his son, out of friendship, out of love for his friend David, he says. Look, just get out, be on your watch, because my father wants to kill you. And so it is, therefore, and he says, I, however, will go out and stand before, beside my father in the countryside where you are, and will speak to him about you. If I learn anything, I will let you know. Jonathan then spoke well of David to his father Saul, saying to him, let your majesty, your king, do not sin against your servant David, for he has committed no offense against you, but has helped you very much by his deeds. When he took his life in his hands and slew the Philistine for all Israel, to, and, and for all Israel through him, you were glad to see it. Why then would you wish to become guilty of the innocent blood of killing killing David? What we see here is there's. We see that one. We see jealousy and envy on a part of soul. Jealousy, and envy is terrible. Is one of the, one of the seven, uh, you know, major sins. We call them capital sins because they rule over us, just like anger, just like lust. Just they They are able to drive us. We are driven by it. That's why we don't have the capacity to, to free ourselves from 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 this type of drive, we have to call upon the Lord. We can't do it ourselves. We have to call and try with our, with, with, you know, the, in, in the greatest way, try to refrain to re, because we need to realize that God is the one who gives us the gifts. It comes from God. And when we receive special gifts, there's no such thing as somebody receives greater gift and I a lesser gift. We only judge these things by material, on the material scale of values. But if we were to look from the perspective of true, true scale of grace, of God's love, God loves each one of us with, with, with an incomprehensible love, we're loved. And if we realize that we're loved by God, what else do we need? Love of God is, is so great and so, uh, so, so beautiful as a gift that when we realize that we have special, unique, and unrepeatable mission in life. That we have special and unique and unrepeatable gift that God gives to us, no one else. And so if we compare ourselves to somebody else, that means we're not really relying on God in, anymore. We're look, looking at, at, the, at, at, the, at the human level of judgment and material comparisons of what we have, what they don't have. See, this is why the soul is insecure. He believes, but he does not really believe in God. He does not believe that God will take care of his, of his sons or his family. He doesn't believe, even though he himself was chosen, he didn't do anything. Samuel goes up to him and he says, the Lord wants you to be a king, and he ex- he accepts this. But then on, he clings on to it. So for us, we have to guard against any forms of, of, of envy, of jealousy, because it's so destructive But we have to guard by asking God to help us to see clearly with the eyes of faith the gifts that we have received, the unique gifts. Everyone is able to receive the Eucharist, whoever wishes, and is a state of grace because we have to be purified. Everyone is able to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit when they call upon. Everyone is able to receive the grace of eternal life by faith. No one is excluded. Jesus did not exclude anyone. Anyone who calls upon him, who desires, who seek, will receive. And so so this is the that that the gifts that we, we see today, the one, you know, with his wither hand or someone who is able to, to see receive the, the gifts of healing. But the Lord knows what type of gifts of healing do we need. Sometimes we wish to have just like everybody else, this and that. But it's not true, you know, it's not true the uniqueness of each one of us is also the uniqueness of gifts that we receive. And so we see the beautiful uh, witness of Jonathan who sees God first. He says, you can't sin against God and spill innocent blood. You cannot be ungrateful to someone who has helped you as a king to overcome the Philistines. You You cannot do this to someone who loves you, who respects you. And David respected the gift of the kingship of, of, of Saul because he knew it was God's gift, as we will see later, all the other attempts that Saul has on his life. He sees them as, as, as he's God's anointed, meaning that if Saul is anointed, so David would never raise his hand against him, and he, has, he did not, because precisely because he was secure in a knowledge of God's graciousness, God's gifts, God's will. And so this is for all us, a great invitation that we may have greater trust, reliance on God. This will help us to overcome any forms of jealousies, any type of envies, any type of, of sins that come out of jealousy and envy. Because, you see, when the envy comes, the envy and or jealousy strikes, what does it lead to? Hate, you know, avarice. We want to possess the other gifts that people other have. It gives anger, like whatever it may be, so it leads to other sins. So may we then today, as we continue with the sacred liturgy, may we ask the Lord, first of all, for the gift of deeper knowledge of his love for us and the gifts, spiritual gifts that he gives us and the unique talents and ability that he gives us for the unique mission in our life and that, above all, that we may place our confidence in him confidence just like today's responsorial psalm. In God I trust, I shall not fear. In God I trust, I shall not fear my future and anything else. So maybe we receive those gifts especially through the gift of trust, confidence. And as you know, Jesus repeated to Saint Faustina, this the, the this very truth. Gifts that I give are received by one one uh, vessel only, and it is trust. The greater the trust, the greater the gifts that we receive.
1: Are you a Marian helper?